Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. So this week, we've got the lovely Peter Andre on. Welcome back, Mr. Andre. And we are looking at The Secret of Surviving Scrutiny. Um, of course, I've had a little bit of an experience of that in my life. So has Peter, but I don't care what walk of life you come from. Everybody at one point or another in their life has experienced scrutiny. Right? Right. We are going to ask him now about his secret to surviving scrutiny, um, which sounds super deep, Pete. So I hope you don't feel put off by that. No. You seem like a pretty honest man, pretty open fella. Uh, I, I literally, I, I think I'm one of the lucky ones that survived the era pre-social media, right? Oh, my God. So yeah. Because then we had all that time to get out to toughen up, basically, mm. because... Scrutiny when we so back back when we started in uh, I got signed in 1990 I remember mm-hmm. if someone said something bad about you mm-hmm. and it was say I don't know in the newspaper for example that yeah. would be there for a whole week I remember a headline back then used to last for a, a whole week if something was on say the sun on Sunday or mm-hmm. news of the world at the time that would be the headline that everyone would talk about for the week whereas now let's yeah. fast forward you you can have three headlines in a day as exactly. the main story on the mail. It could be four headlines, right? Mm. But back then, when I first started out, I couldn't take scrutiny at all when people would say, you're shit or you're this or you're crap or whatever they would say. Or, you know, it used to really hurt because I used to think, well, well what have I done to make you think that? You know, you start questioning yourself and, you know, they'd say, oh, those abs weren't real and we know that you've, had surgery this is before you could get surgery for them oh my god damn it i wish i did now uh no but it was like you know you're so fake and this and and we used to get all that because that was just normal you know people back then it was there was not many people doing pop music like that so i think it was you had like the greats which were the jacksons and madonna and prince and that but they were just Mm -hmm. mega stars they were a different level uh-huh. And then you had this kind of in Australia at the time, it was rock based. So I kind of broke a mold and came out with pop music. And uh, so this is all before I came to England and doing, yeah. having abs in video. And so it had a lot of praise and followers, but it had a lot of hatred as well, which I can understand when I look back and think, yeah, I probably yeah. would have thought the same thing. Had I seen someone with his shirt off all the time, I'd be like, who's this tosser, you know, like, what's he doing? <laughs> And yet, and yet I was that guy and I thought, so I couldn't understand why people were so mean, but over the years, mm-hmm. you, you hear it so many times from one side of the fence and then you hear all the positive side from the other side of the fence. Mm. And eventually you get thick skin to that and you get kind of humbled by that. Mm-hmm. And it just somehow I started to really be able to deal with it. Then social media came out. Oh God. And that was and- a fresh wave of hell. Fresh week that was scrutiny. it was the worst, especially Twitter, right? So mm-hmm. I went through a stage where at the start of Twitter, and I remember I was one of the first, not not one of the first in the UK, but I remember 
someone in the industry, I was one of the first to have it because I was in America mm. in 1990 something and Perez Hilton, remember him? Yeah, I do remember him. He's so a big he, brother, right? Yeah, but way before that, he had a blog called, um, well, it was Perez Hilton, his blog, yeah? Mm -hmm. his, and he said to me, hey, have you ever tried this thing called Twitter? And I'm like, no. And he said, <laughs> man, you've got to get on it. It's the coolest thing. And yeah. so I said, well, how do I do it? And he said, I'll set you up an account now. So he went on in America. And no, he went, stop it. He set you up your Twitter account. Follow this guy. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I had like thousands of followers instantly because of him. I didn't yeah. even, they didn't even know who I was at America. <laughs> They're like, we don't know who this guy is, but we're going to follow him because Perez said so. So that was that. <laughs> My American accent shit. Anyway. No, I like it. Um, and then, um, then it started. Then yeah. I started getting followers and then people started being evil on <sighs> Twitter. I'd never experienced anything like it because, of course, I couldn't see them this time. Yeah. So back in the day when people would say something to your face, you know, you could get hurt, but you'd kind of be over it or you whatever. But this was different. And like you said, it was a new wave of hell. And mm -hmm. for ages, it affected me so much yeah. until the day I realized, which I was way too late, that you can mm -hmm. block someone. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even know that existed, man. I did not know that you could block someone. So I'm here getting abuse mm -hmm. and torment and then and then someone said yeah but you can block them so i'd block someone and then there would still be reposts coming from other people of the same yeah. person so then i realized why don't i block them yeah and before i knew it there was only about 30 people that were actually being mean out of thousands exactly and, and eventually i wasn't getting negative comments anymore and i thought oh my god so now if i read anything on social media even remotely negative I'm just like, I just block it. I don't even want to read it. You've got Not, to. Yeah, because why do I want that negativity in my life? It's it's brutal. But I think I'm, t I'm, I'm okay with it now. If someone says something, I'm like, hey, he's had a bad day. Get over it. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Uh, yeah. I think that's, I mean, honestly, Pete, like that is a really mature way of looking at it. And it's obviously taking you a while to get there because I'm the same. I do think like loads, of, there's an amalgamation of things that make, dealing with scrutiny and criticism easier i do think getting older helps yeah do you know what I mean? it just helps mate. like we are yeah. so less phased by the things that used to torment us in our 20s um i also think being really happy in your personal life i think that plays a huge part like when yeah. i'm sitting snuggling my lovely looking fella and we're watching a film in my nice apartment it's very hard for me to get really really worked up about what sandra from workington has to say do you know what i mean <laughs> she might have a point but we're not really interested right now <laughs> let me be sandra i'm fucking happy right <laughs> um and i think the final thing that sort of i've i've really learned um is a good way is just why on earth are we letting these people who we wouldn't take advice from give mm. us criticism i think that's a really good one yeah you're right and but you know what though vicky there's been the odd time when someone said something and I've happened to read it on a comment, because mm. I always say to myself, don't read anything negative. If the if a word yeah. comes up like, I don't like bang, just get rid because yeah. otherwise, don't finish the sentence because it'll dwell mm. on your mind. But of there's course. the odd time where someone said something to me and I read it and I thought, I, it, I can't believe I did it, but I thought, man, they actually got a point. And I, oh, yeah. and, and I actually did something about it. And so there's the odd time where mm. I actually go, 
yeah, okay, fair enough. Like someone says, Pete, no one actually gives a shit what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. And and I thought, he's right. No one was giving a shit about what I was talking about. And I was so passionate about something. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I don't need to tell everyone. I'll just keep it to myself next time. And it was a lesson I learned for me. Doesn't always work like that, though, because sometimes yeah. people are critical without a reason. They just they just want to be critical because they're behind their keyboard and they're like, let's just make this person feel like shit. But yeah. actually, there's the odd occasion. Someone will say something and I'll go, yeah, all right. Actually, not bad. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll take that. Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting way of looking at it. And also, I mean, it's, it's not easy for you to admit because more often than not, I think people on social media in particular are kind of committed to misunderstanding you. Like I know myself, if I go on social media, I'm going to leave like nice comments, like looking good here or like, oh God, like can't wait to see you or I'm going to put loads of love heart faces. Like mm. I, I wonder what type of person it is to write something nasty and negative. And I think they're not going to be the type of person that's going to be reasoned with other. So no, I, that's I, right. I try not to, but every so often, like you say, one comes along. And I remember myself, I think I had a bit of an epiphany moment. Some woman wrote underneath the Instagram, she was like, I follow you, Vicky, because I thought you were great in the jungle, because I thought you were an excellent role model for you, for me girls, because um, you were very honest and, and refreshingly real on social media. And now I just, you've posted loads of pictures with you when you're edited and when you're glamorous. And don't get us wrong, you look lovely, but it would be nice to see the real you again as well. And I thought, oh my God, like there's nothing malicious there. There's nothing nasty there. She's digging us out in a way, but she's fair. And it made me yeah. sit up and take notice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But you know what, actually, Vicky, you're, you're one of the people I, was, I remember meeting you and telling you one of the first times I said, I love your Instagram posts. I love them. <laughs> they're so funny and they're so real. And you actually said something to me and I will never forget this. And it actually made me change a little bit of the way I did it on Instagram. And that was from you. And you don't even realize it. But you no. said something like, yeah, no, you said a good, great thing to me. You said, you know what it is, Pete? You said, sometimes people don't, they want to see you look crap in the morning. They want to, <laughs> I remember you said that to me. Remember? You said, yeah, do you remember I our did. combo? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you said, you know, everyone knows that. I, I said every, I said everyone knows you're fit. Everyone knows you've got a lush wife. Everyone knows your kids are gorgeous. I say sometimes we just want to see you sweating your tits off after a workout. That's exactly so- <laughs> right. And, and do you know what? Funny enough, you said something like that. And I remember I said, do you know what? She's got a bloody good point. And I actually, from that moment, without you realising, I slightly changed. I started being a bit more didn't really care if there was something I'd be like, oh, you can't post that. I'd be like, I don't care. And actually that came from you. So that is, that's, uh, am I now the top of your list or still? You're still the, you're still the top, but I actually can't believe I trolled Peter Andre for two years. No, you you were, you were brilliant. (laughs) You were so spot on. You said, just because I said to you, why are you so good on Instagram? I remember asking you, I said, what is it that you do that makes me laugh so much? And you said, because I'll wake up sometimes and I'll put a double chin on it and I'll just shove it on Instagram. <laughs> and and you made me realise. I was like, yeah, she's good. Still going to put a couple of ab shots if I can, though, just to try and balance oh. it out a bit. Give the people what they really want, Pete. I'm coming to your page for abs all day. <laughs> Let's we go. all know that. <laughs> Let's go. Over the years. By the way, you been... don't have a double chin. What I'm saying is. <laughs> Flipping egg, that could have gone completely wrong. I just realised. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean. I do do it. I sometimes look like a thumb with you my. You go like this. Yeah. <laughs> I love those. 
Love it. <laughs> um, one of the things I love so much about you, and I promise I will stop fangirling after this one thing. I like it. Um, is for a man I think in this industry and in fact just in society in general it sometimes can be super hard to show any sort of vulnerability any sort of um, emotion and authenticity because I think it's sort of drummed into boys as from a young age that mm. they, they should be tough and stoic and resilient well actually like it's such an outdated look at it and I much prefer my men to be to be emotionally stable and in depth with their personal side and, all, and their, their feminine side and stuff. And it's why I love when you have ever struggled in life with your mental health or family issues, right. you've always, you've been really open about it. Um, and I just want to proper pat you on the back for that, Pete, because it's not easy. I know it's not. Yeah, I, I, no, I really appreciate you saying that. And that took a lot of time because I was brought up in that real strict household where, yeah. you know, you don't show weakness and all that. And I did what a lot of guys do. We think we're tough by not showing what we're feeling yeah. and what it's actually making us is weak. Okay. And so the only way I found strength was when I eventually, so I went into therapy for a lot of my problems earlier, like my mm -hmm. uh, anxiety and depression and all that. And it was at that moment when I started talking that I started to feel better. And I thought, well, the only way I'm going to feel better is if I talk about it. And then yeah. I didn't realize that that actually was, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy that yeah. I became stronger by showing my weakness does that make sense no it makes perfect sense and i think it does it like if you show that vulnerable side of you and let people in honestly every time i've done it on social media the support i've received has been overwhelming i know you're a busy man and i know you've got a house full of children who need you so i'm going to ask you two last questions then i promise you can go number one right what is the toughest thing you have ever seen written about you what's been the hardest thing to digest oh hands down that i was dead now, this one was tough. Oh Imagine, my God. Right? I know, I swear to God, right? No. So I swear, <laughs> there is nothing worse than waking up to news that you're dead. Because cause then you start thinking, shit, am I dead? And I'm like dreaming that I'm alive, <laughs> reading that I'm dead, right? That was me. So what happened was I had meningitis. Mm -hmm. uh, it was about 2000, uh, could have been about 2005 or 2006. I had meningitis, right? And I was really sick. And yeah. I was in the hospital in East Surrey, where, um, which is not far from here, funny enough. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't even living in this area. But anyway, that's where I ended up. Who cares, right? Anyway, mm -hmm. um, so I'm in there and I'm getting worse. And they're doing lumbar punctures and I'm getting worse. And I'm Shit. going in and out of consciousness. I remember this. And so my mum was ringing me from Australia and she got on a plane and came over. And my dad couldn't come. And mm -hmm. I was on the phone to them every day. And I fell asleep one night. And I was actually, I fell asleep feeling great. And mm -hmm. I woke up the next morning and literally my phone, and they weren't iPhones then, I know, so old no. school. They no. weren't iPhones even in early 2000s. So I don't know what it was. But I had message after message going, please, God, let this not be true. Please message me back. Tell me you're okay. So I thought, what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. And then my, I got a message. Someone came in and said, um, you might want to look at the front page of this newspaper. And I went, what? And I thought it was something about someone else. And then it said, no. Andre dies from brain bug, right? And I no. was like, I was like, man, I literally was spinning because could you imagine reading that thinking, am I dead? That's yeah. what I thought. Am I dead? And then I thought, or then I thought, maybe they know something I don't know. And this is going the wrong way. I was freaking out. But anyway, oh I, I 
I wasn't, and then um, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so pleased about your feet, though. Hey, honestly, I'm, I'm really thrilled. <laughs> I cannot believe that. Not in my wildest dreams did I think yeah. you were going to say that. It's weird. Nah, that's. I mean, hats off to you. That's that's pretty bad scrutiny to survive that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not bad because because someone said you must be a popular fellow because you're on the front page of the newspaper. I'm thinking that's not the point. I'm dead. <laughs> Shit. Well, I, for one, am really thrilled it was just a rumor. <laughs> well, we wouldn't have been able to do this today if I was dead. It would have been a shame. Before been... I let you go, properly, yeah. mate, you have survived your fair share of media scrutiny. You've had highs and lows within this industry. But for me, you have always dealt with it with grace and dignity. And look at you now. You've probably come out on top, mate. Beautiful wife, gorgeous family, fantastic career. If you had to give somebody your secret to surviving scrutiny, what would it be? Um... Oh, I, oh, God, that is a bloody good question. Um, <laughs> Putting you on the spot now, Pete. I think I, I think my dad said something really good to me years ago and really poignant because he said to me, you could be a saviour. Mm -hmm. Even there's even gods that some people like and don't like. Mm -hmm. Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll, there were people that say, oh, I hate Elvis. I mean, how could you yeah. hate Elvis? Or... There's people that didn't like Madonna or people that are worshipped, you know, for example. So dad said to me, no matter who you are, no matter what you do in life, no matter whether you're a god or an icon or, or a, a doctor or whatever you are, right? Yeah. He said, there will always be people that don't like you. And when you actually think of that and think there isn't one person in the world, not even one, not even a, well, a god is a classic example you know where yeah. some people will like a god and other people will be like that's not the god this is the right god and yeah. so you you will never please everybody and when you actually get that through your head and think but it doesn't matter what i say or do there's going to be someone that's going to go you are shit and you've got to accept it if you yeah. just know it then you think well yeah but it was never going to appeal to you anyway so don't worry about it that's You're how i yeah. That's, how I, that's how I feel it. You're never going to please everybody. No, never. That's the perfect never. way to look at it. <laughs> well, you're not. You know, you're not. I mean, if, if yeah, I, I know I'm going to ramble on now, so I won't. But you know my no, point, yeah? God, I do. I love it. I love it. It's come from your dad. That's so nice. Oh, he's awesome. Papa Andre. Oh, Pete. Thank he you so like much. He looks like a koala. Does he? Stop he it. Does. They're my favourite. He looks like a koala. I swear. I wish I could show you a picture. But then just go on Google and look for koala and you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love that so much. And it was such a lovely message to give everybody. Thank you. And I'm so glad we got to speak. And I'm sorry I'm on uh, Daddy Judy. I've got to go. I can Daddy Patrol. It. Don't you worry yeah. about it, mate. Thank you for sh spending some time with us. You're amazing. Pete, you're my favourite pop star ever. Hey, <laughs> I got there at the end. Yes. <laughs> love you, mate. I do. You know I love you. Love you, Pete. Thank you so much. Well, guys, that is unfortunately the end of the podcast for this week. And it's been one of my favorites, Peter Andre, the man, the myth. 
the abs, the legend, and not to mention my wonderful mummy bear. So thank you both for coming on. You guys were amazing. And thank you to everybody who listened. As always, guys, if you are enjoying it, please subscribe, leave a review, tell your mates. I mean, there's something for everyone in this week. So tell your mom, tell your postman, tell everybody. And we've added a new little feature this week just because we want to make sure we're getting the best out of this podcast and giving you guys exactly what you want at home. Um, So if you have any thoughts, any little notes to add, any scrutinies to give me, I can take it. I'm a big girl. (laughs) Then please email in at vickypattersonpodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you guys. Love you so much. I can't wait to hear from you. See you next week. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.